God do it. He'll do it. He'll bring it for it. He'll believe it. He'll ask you for it. He'll do that. I want that because I've seen him do it in my life. I've seen him do it in my family, in my family. I've seen him do it in my church. I've seen him do it in the churches that I've been preaching. I've seen him do it in districts and in churches and down in North Carolina West District and the West Coast Church and just resided down there. God moved in power for me. I mean, the fire burned me. It was exciting to see what God does in the different churches. I don't know what these things were. I don't know what they were. This is a different church and a different type of woman. Thank you. 
study. But he does it so that we can get to the pinnacle of this whole book. Andrew Murray in his book, The Holiest of All Stuff, that, that the book of Hebrews can be divided into two major chapters. He was told of Hebrews 1 1 through 10 18. The Hebrews 10 days and the other book. And I, I have studied this book for many different times over and over, and I'm, I'm more convinced than ever that Andrew Murray is the best man to study. Where the, the, the table for the bread, the table bread would be brought, 
that was brought up the offering of God, but it was also the place where the priest would have sacrificed the lamb, there was a basin, it would touch the blood, but it would touch the blood, it would bring the blood, these guys were masterful at this. And then it was, it was said that each king was a second. And then there was this altar, the great altar, where they would take that lamb and they would lay it and it would be roasted, and it was an aromatic offering to God that smelled going to heaven of this roasting lamb. So there was the blood sacrifice, the bird sacrifice, these were all done in this place called the holy place. The, the, the centerpiece of this is the altar where the blood is shed for the sins of God. But what no one back here ever got to see, they never got to see, a massive curtain here, and behind that curtain was a room, it was about 15 feet square. 15 by 15 approximately, if you look at the dimensions. And, and in that room was the Ark of the Covenant. And that was called the Holy of Holies. Okay? Can you follow me following this sermon? Okay. So the Holy of Holies, and the tradition was that the high priest on the day of the Covenant, once a year, once a year, the high priest and the high priest only would make sacrifice for the sins of the people and another sacrifice for his own sins. So you two sacrifices a year that had without one perfect man, they would be sacrificed and the blood that and then the high priest on this one day would take the vial with the with the blood and a branch of citrus fruit. This is just like a piece of shrubbery. And he would take that, and he would go, and he's the only one that could do it, once a year, and he would go behind the curtain. And there he would take sacrifices for the sins of the people and for himself. He would take that blood, and it would be splattered on the Ark of the Covenant, and all around it. It would be like when you took the, the, the clean Ark, but as far as I understand, there would have been blood on it. So that if he died that day because he was unworthy, because he didn't do it properly, they would be able to drag his body back out. So this is the reason I tell you this is that being the high priest, when this sacrifice was taken before the veil, he went with fear and trembling. He went with God confidence. He didn't go along with Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence, that's a word, to enter, first of all, it's not our place to enter. That's, no, that was only the high priest once a year. You, you, whoa, you don't, you don't go back there. He said, yes, you do. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the whole Holy 
but not significant for a while. I was under the impression that he was saying, I was saying, if he's a writer and he's saying what I am talking to you about is not a literal, physical temple that was built as he walked into Jerusalem, he's saying, we now live in a new age. This is the age of the church. And there is a way that has been opened for you that no one else has ever known. It is a way for you to press into the heart of God and go where only the high priest has gone before. It goes seamlessly with the Father. That was the first place to get excited right there. And then he gets excited. That would have been ordinary news to these people. These were people who believed Jesus had died for their sins. It's just it's an amazing concept. He says that I now have the right of a wait a minute. I now have the right of a priest. Oh, listen to me. The veil, the veil, you can't see. 
the veil is removed and gone. And I said, no, it's not. He said, oh, yes, the veil is removed. I said, well, how do you know the veil is removed? He said, well, we went to hell. We went to uh, uh, the college of Jesus in Montana. He said, Jesus told us that that's the first step of worship. He said, we saw the body in the temple there. And the veil, the veil is gone. Amazing, isn't it? And I know, I, I, if you're like me, you're going, I've been 
which their thoughts to the Holy of Holies in a distraction that they would have seen themselves by exposing their bare rear end to the Holy of Holies and bowing to the sun in the east, which was for the Babylonian God. Are you seeing this? It talks about the sexual permissiveness and perversion that was going on in this temple. There was all kinds of things they were making sacrifices to pagan gods, and it was a lascivious about and it's evil. And God shows this in Jerusalem, but they're going to complain, and you need to know, I'm not putting up with this. Judgment is coming. The city of Jerusalem is going to die. And by the time you get to Ezekiel chapter 10, it says that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, rose and left the temple. Now that's fascinating because you, are you seeing this? The Spirit of God departed, and the only one in the world that knew it was Ezekiel. The big priests of the kingdom were in the house when he left and they didn't even know it. He says, I have reserved for you and for my church 
what I put in there is greater measure than they ever saw just for us today.
That's where we find freedom. That's where we find humility. That's where we find power. 